We're going to be in Psalm 23. Um, hopefully you've gathered that um, from all the Psalm 23 that we've done so far. So hopefully you're all over um, Psalm 23. You know, broadly speaking, um, what it says. Probably lots of you uh, know the Psalm quite well. Um, so let's, let's just uh, pray and then we'll spend a, a bit of time looking at that. Father God, um, we pray this afternoon that you would uh, speak to us through your spirit. We thank you that you have and promise that you will continue to speak to us through your word and that your spirit will take those truths and apply them into our hearts, uh, into our minds, and so that they transform the things that we believe, the way that we feel, the way that we live. And that's what we um, pray for this afternoon. Um, yeah, we just pray for your spirit to work through your word um, in our lives. Amen. What is it? What is it that you need? Like, what do you need in your life? At the moment, as you sit there, I mean, I know we all need like certain things like food, water, all that stuff. I'm not talking about that. Like, what is this thing that you're kind of looking at? And like, this is the thing that I need in my life. This is the thing that would make a difference. Like each, each week, you'll have like those sort of things. So for example, last week, Sarah decided that I needed a haircut. Um, and so clippers were bought and a haircut was done. And now that need has been met. And, and so that's done. But then what that doesn't mean like, oh great, that need's been done, now I don't need things anymore. I just replace that need with other needs. So what is it I need? Like right now, I need some sort of clarity of uh, thought uh, so that I can talk to you guys for the next half hour and you actually understand what I'm saying and we actually say things that are, are worth listening to. So I need that right now. Uh, and then what is it that I need going into this week ahead of me? Like what, what are those things I, I need? Um, if I... I'm going to do this bike ride that I'm planning to do in a few weeks, then I'm going to need to train a little bit more to make sure that I don't die while trying to cycle between London and Paris. So, so I'm going to need to do a bit more training for that. There's, there's other things I'm going to need this week. Uh, I'm going to need some sense of purpose and focus, something to like direct me and keep me going through the week. I'm going to need to make good use of my time this week, so I'm going to need to do some planning to plan out what is my week going to look like. There's so many things that I, I need in my life, but all, all I want you to think about is what is it that you need? What do you need? As you're looking at the week ahead, what are you thinking, this is, this is what I need going forward? Maybe you're sat there thinking, I just need more time. Like that's the thing that I need in the week ahead. You're looking at the week ahead. You're looking at all the things you've got to do and you're like, I don't know how I get them all done. I just need more time in my life. That, that's what I need. If I'm going to achieve the things that I want to do, I just need some more time. Maybe, maybe you're looking at the week ahead and you're like, I just need a bit of excitement in my life. Like I look at the week ahead and it looks like the week that's just gone, which looks like the week that just went before that. And I just need something with a bit of excitement to break me out of this rut, to make me feel like life is a little less monotonous, a little less of just the same things over and over again. Maybe, maybe you're looking at the week ahead and you're like, I just wish I had a bit more direction. You know, I just need some direction, some purpose, something that I can kind of go after, that I can pursue. At the moment, I just feel like I'm kind of drifting through life, slightly freewheeling, but not really getting any sense of achievement because I don't really know what it is I'm trying to do. I just wish that I had some more purpose, some more drive in my life. Maybe that's what you think that you need going forward. Or, or maybe you look at the week ahead and you're like, this week looks great. All I need over this week is nothing to come in and mess up this amazing week I have got planned. Um, if that's you, I want to hear all about the week that you have planned ahead of you after this. So, so, so we, we, kind of, we get to this point, three o'clock on a Sunday, uh, and we roll down to Grace Church for whatever reason. We, we find ourselves here. 
with your kind of host of needs, your host of things that you're looking at the week thinking, this is what I need, this is what I need. Uh, and, I, and I guess there's a, there's a degree that we're hoping that something that happens here, something that we're doing now, helps to kind of meet some of those needs, helps to kind of prepare us for the week ahead, helps us to be able to navigate it better. We come here with a host of needs and we're just hoping that over this next hour we find some of those needs met. We find something that helps, something that gives us some direction, something that gives us some sense of rest, something which provides some of the excitement or some of the different experiences that you long for in your life. Now, now the Bible recognizes, throughout the Bible, it recognizes we are people who need different things. There's a whole host of things we need. The Bible says that God created us that way. He didn't create us just to be entirely kind of sufficient. He created us with loads of needs that we, that we kind of live our life with. And what I love about the Psalms is the Psalms are often the places where people take the things that they need and they direct those needs towards God. That's what's going on in the Psalms. So something's happened in the psalmist's life often. And what they're doing is they're thinking, this is what I need. And I'm going to take that need to God. And that's what the Psalms often are. And what I love about the Psalms is they take him to God in different ways. So sometimes they can be uh, Psalms where they take those needs and they uh, kind of lament and cry out over the way things haven't gone as they want. Sometimes they can be Psalms where they're trusting God. Sometimes they can be Psalms where they're doubting God. But they're taking these needs and they're creating these, these Psalms, these songs towards God in it. And the Psalms that we're specifically looking at are where people have these needs, they take their needs, and what they do with them is they trust God in the midst of their needs, and then they find comfort coming from God for the things that they need. So that's, that, that's what I think's going on. That's, that's, where, that's where we are. That's what the Psalms do. And that's going to bring us to Psalm 23. Now, Psalm 23 is, is probably the most famous of these Psalms of comfort. And it's, become, it's been a go-to passage for Christians and non-Christians alike um, for thousands of years. Like People who know God, people who don't know God, have gone to this psalm and found in it comfort. And I guess the question is why? Like Why has Psalm 23 connected with people and with so many different people over so many years? Why is it still a psalm that people go to at funerals? Why is it still a psalm that people read and find comfort in? I'm, I just want to suggest there's, there's one very, very simple reason why Psalm 23 connects, and then I'm going to chat about that idea for the, the rest of this afternoon. Here's why I think... Psalm 23 has connected with so many people throughout history and continues to connect with so many people. And it's it's this. It's because we are all sheep in need of a shepherd. That's why I think Psalm 23 has been so powerful and has connected with so many people throughout history. It's because we're all sheep in need of a shepherd. And actually, more than that, it's not that we simply are all sheep in need of a shepherd, which we are. I think it's more than that. I think it's that there's times in our life where we feel like sheep in need of a shepherd. You see, it's one thing to be something, yet we are that. We are sheep in need of a shepherd. That's kind of a statement of of fact when it's stated that way. At times, we're sheep in need of a shepherd. Great. But it's not that. It's that at times, we feel like sheep looking for a shepherd. This has been a comfort to so many people, not only because it describes a need that we all have, but because it describes a need that we all feel at times of our life. 
The image of us as sheep in need of a shepherd is actually quite a, quite a big biblical idea. The Bible would often talk about people as sheep. So the Bible uses the language of sheep often to describe our vulnerability. So the Bible would describe us as sheep to describe us as vulnerable, because sheep are quite vulnerable, especially to predators. So the Bible would often use that language. It would describe us as sheep to describe how vulnerable we are. Sometimes the Bible will describe us as sheep um, to help us understand and to describe the way that we wander away from God, the way that sheep will just randomly wander somewhere uh, that is not safe and not good for them. So often the Bible, we use that language of sheep as well. We're sheep because we're vulnerable, but we're also sheep because we wander away and get ourselves in all kinds of problems. And the Bible would also describe God's people as his flock, that kind of sense of belonging to God. That's another way that the Bible would talk about us as sheep. And of course, the image of shepherds that we see in Psalm 23 is an image that's used again and again in the Bible. Jesus himself picks up that language when he describes himself as the good shepherd. So you see, this idea that people are sheep in need of a shepherd, it kind of runs through the Bible and it has a variety of different meanings, a variety of different ways of being understood and of helping us think about who we are. Now, it's worth saying that it's only one of the pictures that the Bible has of us. So we are sheep, uh, we're sheep in, in need of a shepherd, that's one of the pictures, but we're also sons and daughters. We're also servants. We're also a bride. It is one of many pictures. And so the picture of us as sheep in need of a shepherd um, describes part of our experience, not every aspect of our experience. Because we use other pictures for that. No one of those pictures describes all of our identity and all of what it means uh, to be human or to be God's people. So here's... Here's what I just want us to do. I just want us to run through primarily the first half of um, Psalm 23, verses kind of 1 down to 4, because that's where that language of sheep and shepherd is, is so central. And I just want us to see how this psalm provides comfort for sheep in need of a shepherd. Have you ever found yourself saying, I need a holiday? I feel like I don't even really need to ask that question. I think I've probably heard most of you at some point in your life say, I need a holiday. And I know I have definitely said it. You know, you get to that point where work is hard. Maybe just the responsibilities that you have feel like they're weighing you down. It might not be work. It might be the responsibilities of family, the responsibilities of friends around you, whatever responsibilities you have. And those responsibilities become heavy and they're weighing down. You're just like, I just need a break. I just need to get away from it for a, for a time. I just need, need some time away from those responsibilities where I can clear my head, where I can get away from it and refocus and rethink about things. It's that you're physically exhausted often. So, so those, the work and the responsibilities have taken a physical toll on you. Maybe you haven't been sleeping, or if you have been sleeping, you haven't been uh, sleeping as much as you'd like. Or just the, kind of, the demands of the work have taken their toll. So you're physically exhausted and you need some time to sleep. But more than that, you're mentally spent and you want a w- time away from all the things which fill your mind. You want some space away from the normal stress of life. That's the thing that I often think is so great about holidays, is it just gives you some time away from those normal responsibilities where, where actually you can have a bit of headspace and you can mentally rest. I, my guess is as I describe that, you know what that feels like. 
You know what it feels like to be physically exhausted, to feel mentally spent, and to be like, I just need some rest. Some, some time away from the noise, away from the normal stresses of life. We know what it is to be tired and in need of rest. And because of that, we know what it is to long for someone to take us to green pastures to take us to a quiet place where we can lie down and find rest for our bodies and to take language of Psalm 23, refreshment for our souls. That's why that picture has been like such a powerful picture. It's why people talk about all the time because it just sounds so idyllic. You know, when everything's too much, when we feel mentally spent, when we feel physically exhausted, the fact, the idea of just, I wish I could just let everything go and just have someone lead me somewhere and say, just go there and sleep. Go there and rest. Go there and refresh your soul. It's just, it's just such a, a powerful image. Do you know what it is to be tired? Do you know what it is to be stressed? In those moments, don't you long for someone to just come along and say, come with me and rest? Isn't that just what we long for in those moments? It's been, it's been far too long since I've talked about Lord of the Rings. That's true whether I spoke about it last week or not. Um, but it's been, it's been far too long, at least a few weeks. Um, Lord of the Rings is, is, ama- is amazing for this, because what you have is you have these people, specifically uh, Sam and Frodo, and they're on, this, they're on this incredibly dangerous mission. Uh, and they're walking in hostile lands for like days and days and days. It's stressful and it's dangerous and it's incredibly tiring. Uh, and you have these, these moments of kind of adventure and danger and threats throughout the book. But what you have is you've got these little snippets within it of just times where they're just able to find a little bit of rest and a little bit of respite. And those, those moments just look so idyllic. If you've ever seen the films, you'll remember them. It's that moment where they've been chased by the Black Riders, the, these kind of great enemies, and they're, they're, they're closing in on them. They feel threatened, and they feel weighed down by it, and they're feeling incredible danger. And then all of a sudden, they find themselves in Rivendell, and there's running water and green fields and a house. And Elrond is able to say to them, come in here, lie down, sleep. Come in here, eat. Find refreshment, re-energize yourself. Find some kind, of, uh, some kind of ease here to prepare you for the journey ahead. And it happens again and again in the journey. Things are incredibly difficult. And then these characters come in, whether it's Elrond or Tom Bombadil or Galadriel, these moments where they come in and they say, just come and rest. The journey's hard, and it's stressful, and it's dangerous, and you feel spent. Just come and rest. Those scenes are so powerful because we know what it is to long for that. My guess is that some of you here this afternoon know what it is to long for that, to feel like life is just so stressful and hard and busy, and you feel so exhausted, and you just want to be able to go somewhere and just rest, just sleep and eat and refresh yourself and have some mental space. We know what it is to feel at the end of ourselves and to just wish there was someone who would take us by the hand and say, I've got this. You're going to be okay. Just rest for a while. The reason this psalm is such a comfort for us is because we are all at times weary and in need of a rest. We are sheep longing for a shepherd to take us to green pastures where we can lie down and find rest for our bodies and for our souls. 
That's why that's such a powerful image. That's why it's connected so well with people. Do you ever feel overwhelmed by the pressures of life? Not, not necessarily tired, but just weighed down by the things you have running around your mind. Often this can be uh, at times where we've got, loads, we've got either a big decision to make or lots of decisions to make. Do you ever feel just like there's so many decisions you have to make or there's one decision that's just like bearing over you and you just don't know how to make it? Sometimes when faced with decisions... We can find ourselves paralyzed by them. I've probably told uh, many of you this before, but when I was at uni, I had a, a friend who lived in my house who was incapable of making any decisions. Just like it took him like forever. We'd go to the supermarket with him and I'd go in and do my whole shop and I'd think, right, I should go and find him and see if he's ready to go. And he'd still be in like the first aisle with like two jars of ketchup, just like, I don't know which one to choose. I'm like, I'm like, this probably isn't like, just take that one and let's keep going. He just couldn't make decisions. And sometimes we get like that by decisions. We've got these like, options in front of us, and we just don't know how to decide, how to make the decision. You're probably not as bad as that, but I guess you know what it is to feel like, I've got decisions to make, and I feel ill-equipped to make them. How do I know which of these ketchups I should get? Like looking at the sugar content or whatever. Like, How do you make that decision? What's, what's your basis for doing it? You probably don't do it about ketchup, but you will do it about something. You'll have these decisions, and you'll just be like, I just don't know how to make that decision. It either feels too big for me, or I feel like I don't have the information needed to make it. You know what it is to be lost in a sea of decisions and ill-equipped to make them. That, that's my guess. Should I buy this house or this house? Or should I just stay where I am? Should I pay to get my car fixed? Or is it a cash pit and I just need to let it go? Should I retire or should I keep working? Should I move church or should I stick at the one I'm at? Should I become a Christian or should I just give up on this whole Christianity thing? Life is full of decisions. And sometimes those decisions can feel overwhelming. And of course, those decisions are then further complicated, by, may, may, further complicated by all the bad decisions we've made in the past. So decisions are not straightforward because we've made a whole host of bad decisions that have complicated everything. We don't want to make the decision, so we put it off. Maybe, maybe that's you, maybe that's where, how you deal with decisions. You've got these decisions, you know they need to be made, but you don't want to make them. You don't feel equipped to make them, so you just put it off. Or, or maybe it's, you don't know how to make the decisions. You don't know how to make decisions, so you're just like, I'm just going to do whatever I feel like whenever, I, whenever it is. I don't know how to make decisions. It all feels too hard, so I'm just going to kind of follow my gut. I'm just going to do whatever I feel like doing at, at any moment. We feel lost, incapable of making the right decisions. And at those points, don't we often find ourselves just wishing someone else would make the decision for us? I've definitely been in those moments where I'm like, I can't decide, you just tell me what to do. <laughs> like, I just can't make this decision, you just tell me what to do. Like, I've looked at it and I've thought about it and I just can't get my way through it, you just tell me what to do. I've said it and I've had people say it to me. Why is that? 
Well, I want to suggest it's because we're all at times sheep in need of a shepherd. We're all lost and need someone to lead us. We long to be, in the words of verse 3, guided along the right paths. For someone to say, you don't need to worry, you can just follow me and it'll all be okay. See, we long for that. Someone to follow. Someone to say, actually, this is the way you need to walk. This is what you need to do. This is what life looks like. We long for there to be someone who's going to guide us along the right paths. Wouldn't that be great? You're faced with those decisions. You're looking at it over and over again. You don't know. Wouldn't it be great if someone could just go, this is the right decision. This is the way to go. We long for it. We're sheep in need of a shepherd. You see, we're we're sheep in need of a shepherd because we're weary people longing for someone to lead us to rest. But we're also sheep in need of a shepherd because we're lost people looking for someone to follow. When When I was a kid, I went walking up a mountain with my family and as we were walking higher and higher, it got windier and windier. And I was still quite young at this time, and um, I started to get a bit worried. What if, what if the wind blew me off this mountain? And so as I, I, was, as I was walking, I held on tight to my dad's hand. And I, and I remember him saying to me, he said, he said to me, if you go, I go with you. And I heroically replied, if you go... I'm letting go. Um, <laughs> now, 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 why was this? Like, like why, why was that what, what was going on? It was because he was bigger and stronger than me. And I felt vulnerable and scared. And I needed someone who would keep me safe. You see, in our lives, we will have many dark valleys to walk through. In our lives, we will face no shortage of evil. And in those times, when we're afraid, we will find ourselves looking around, longing for someone to walk beside us and say, don't worry, I'm with you and I will keep you safe. When the sheep is threatened, When the sheep is scared, they stay close to the shepherd and the shepherd protects them and comforts them. You see, that's that's part of the appeal of those bits in Lord of the Rings I was talking about earlier. It's not just that they get comfy beds and a nice meal. It's that when they're in those places, they're safe. They can rest because Elwin can say, the evil can't touch you here. You're under my protection. Nothing bad's going to happen. Nothing evil is going to find its way in here. You're safe, so you can rest. Let's let's be honest here. Sometimes life is scary. I don't care how tough you are, how capable you are, how, how able you are to deal with things. Sometimes life is scary. Sometimes we find ourselves frightened. Sometimes we can be frightened of ourselves. We do something that we never thought we would. Uh, and we become scared of our own capacity to hurt and destroy, 
to tear things down? What if I do that again? You know, we, we destroy a relationship and we become terrified that we're going to destroy every relationship. There's so many things we can be scared of. Our, our health. You know, our health takes a hit and we become scared. What's that going to mean for our lives? What's it going to look like going forwards? Our minds get filled with darkness. We become terrified we're never going to find a way out of it. What if I always feel like this? Our relationships become dysfunctional and we become scared that we'll never be happy again. Our friends and our family age and we become scared, how will I ever cope without them? In those moments where life is scary, don't you long for someone stronger than you to protect you from those things that you just seem so powerless against? And more than that, yes, we long for someone to protect us, but don't we also long for someone to comfort us, someone to hug us and tell us it's going to be okay, that they've got this, Maybe it's as simple as that they're not afraid. I know this is scary for you, but I'm not afraid of this. It's going to be okay, and I'm with you. We're all at times sheep in need of a shepherd. We're scared, and we need someone to protect us. We're afraid, and we're looking for comfort, longing for someone to fight against the evil around us, to protect us, to tell us that we don't need to be afraid. When we walk through the darkest valley, we long for there to be someone with us, with a rod and staff to protect us and to comfort us through those times. Now, as I said at the start, we're not just sheep. We're also warriors who want to fight. We're sons who want to find our own path in the world. We're servants who want to work. We're all those things. And there'll be times in our life where we don't feel like sheep in need of a shepherd and where we don't want to be sheep in need of a shepherd. There'll be those times in our life because we're not just sheep in need of a shepherd, we're all those other things. But the reason this psalm has been such a comfort to so many people is because there are times in all of our lives when we are sheep in need of a shepherd and we know we are. We just long for there to be a shepherd who's going to walk with us. We're weary people longing for someone to lead us into rest. We're lost people, longing for someone to follow. We're frightened people, longing for someone to make us feel safe. Not all the time. We're not all the time those things, but there will be those times in our life where we are those things and we just long for a shepherd. And that's why the question is not primarily, will you want a shepherd? Because we all will. You will. There'll be a time in your life when you want a shepherd. The question is not, will you want a shepherd or will you need a shepherd? The question primarily is, where are you going to look for those shepherds? Who, who are you going to let be your shepherd? That's, that's the big question, because you will want one at some point in your life. You'll be crying out for it. I mean, isn't that the appeal of so many romantic relationships. Isn't that why so many people are looking for them? Isn't that why so many people are desperate for a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a husband or a wife? 
to, to take the words of the song, it's because we just long to have someone to watch over us. Someone we can come home to and we can find rest with them. Someone to help us navigate the complexities of life. Someone to protect us when life is too hard. Someone to comfort us when we're, when we're afraid. It's because we know that we need a shepherd. That's, that's why those things are so appealing to us. Because we think romantic relationships, that's where we're going to find that. That's where we're going to find the person who's going to lead us into rest. We feel anxious and agitated all the time. But if we just had that thing, then we'd be able to rest. We don't know how to make decisions. But if we had someone in our lives who we could do that with, they could help us make those decisions. You see, that the appeal of romantic relationships is partly because we know we're sheep in need of a shepherd and we hope that's where we're going to find it. Isn't that often the appeal of money as well? Money promises that it can buy us rest. It can buy us the holiday we long for. It can buy us leisure time. It can buy us a three-day week. It can buy us an extra week's holiday in the year. It can buy us rest. It can even buy us retirement. Money can make life decisions so much easier and money can protect us. It can make us secure when we're in danger and, it, and we can spend it to bring comfort when we're scared. See, the, the reason that we so often want money is because we're sheep in need of a shepherd and we think money's going to be that shepherd to me. It's going to be the thing that comforts me when I'm scared. It's going to be the thing that enables me to make the decisions that I've got to make. Isn't that the appeal of family? Somewhere we can go when we feel tired and be looked after. Somewhere we can go for advice when we feel lost. Something which can protect us from the harsh realities of life. It's why so many people go and visit their parents when life gets really tough. There I'll find some rest. There I'll find some wisdom for the decisions I've got to make. There I'll find some protection from all the mess that's going on in my life at the moment. We're looking for shepherds. We're all looking for shepherds in so many ways. Because we're sheep who need shepherds. There will be times in your life where you need a shepherd. And the only question is, will the shepherd you go to be up to the job? Will you find a good shepherd? That's really the question that matters. And the problem with those shepherds I've talked about is not that they're bad, although sometimes they can be bad. Sometimes those things can simply be very bad shepherds. But it's not that they're bad. It's often that they're just not up to the job. They're not bad. Yeah, yeah they love you, they care for you, and they'll try to do those things. But they're just not quite up to it. We look to a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband or wife to bring us rest, but when we need it, they often can't bring us the rest that we need. It's not because they don't want to and it's not because they don't care for us. It's just they're not up to it. They can't provide the rest you're looking for. We look to them for guidance, but sometimes they're just as lost as us. We look to them for protection, but sometimes they're not strong enough for what we're facing. We look to money, but there's some things that even money can't protect us from. We look to family, but there's some wisdom that even your parents don't have. We're sheep in need of a shepherd. 
looking for them all around but struggling to find one who leads us in green pastures, guides us on straight paths, and can protect and comfort us through life's darkest valleys. And that's ultimately because the Bible says there's only one shepherd up to the job. There's only one shepherd that can face all of those things. Jesus describes himself as the good shepherd because he was ultimately the shepherd we were all looking for. He's the shepherd who says to us, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus is the one who leads us to green pastures and refreshes our weary souls. We rest in him, and when we are weary, we run to him and he brings us rest. Jesus is the shepherd who guides us along straight paths because he is the shepherd who walks the path before us and calls us to follow him. Jesus became a human being and he lived the perfect life and now we're able to follow him on those straight paths. He's the shepherd walking the path in front of us saying, I know that you don't know the way to go, but that's okay because you just need to follow me. I'm the shepherd and I know the way. He's just leading his sheep behind him. We're like sheep following Jesus as Jesus shows us the straight paths we can walk on. Jesus is the shepherd who walks through the valley of the shadow of death. In our darkest places, he walks with us and he protects us and he comforts us. He is the only one who can truly walk through the valley of death with us. Because when faced with death, all of the shepherds will ultimately fail. That's the one valley that no other shepherd is up to. You might have a great husband or wife or friend or loads of money in the bank or whatever. And those things might protect you from loads of things and they might make loads of decisions easier. They might be brilliant, but when faced with the darkest valley, that valley of death, they will all ultimately fail. They can't protect us and they can actually offer very little comfort. They're powerless against it. And yet Jesus walked that path and defeated death. And now he walks that path with us, promising us that he will protect us even from that as we're raised to dwell with him in the house of the Lord forever. Maybe, maybe it's today. Or maybe it's tomorrow. Or maybe it's in months or years. But there will come a time in your life where, like the psalmist, you will find yourself feeling like a sheep in need of a shepherd. It's going to come. I don't know if that's where you are today. If it's not, you might listen to this and think, it's just I don't need that. But it'll come. I don't know when, because I don't get to see your life. You don't know when. But it'll come, that day where you just are a sheep in need of a shepherd. The great invitation of this psalm is that there is a good shepherd we can run to in those moments. And he will bring us the rest we desperately want, the guidance we need, the protection even from life's darkest valley. So let's run to him in those times. And let's find the comfort of Psalm 23, the comfort that people have found over many, many years. Let's find that for ourselves. Let me pray and then Cathy will come up and lead us through the rest of this afternoon.
Lord God, I thank you that you are the shepherd for those times where we are tired in need of rest, for those times where we are lost and in need of direction, for that time, those times where we are scared and in need of protection and comfort. Lord God, I pray that you would help us to find the comfort that the psalmist found here and to be able to declare truly that the Lord, he is my shepherd, that the Lord Jesus, who came to earth and declared himself to be the good shepherd we all needed. I pray that we would all know him to be our shepherd and that in those moments we would find the comfort, the direction, the rest that we're longing for. Amen.